in the aftermath of World War II, the Volkswagen factory, under the leadership of Heinrich Nordhoff, faced a critical decision in 1949. With export sales flourishing, Nordhoff recognized the need to target the American market. With the epitome of post-war prosperity, this decision marked the beginning of an ambitious journey for Volkswagen in the USA. Nordhoff's initial attempts began on this day, January 17th, 1949, by sending salesman Ben Pon with a beetle to attract American dealers. This proved challenging. After no luck and no sales, Pon gave up and sold the beetle for $800 to pay his back rent and returned home. Nordoff realized that to fully tap into the American market, a different approach was needed. So in 1949, he personally ventured into the U.S., yet he only matched Pond's sales, selling only one car, facing disinterest from foreign car dealerships. The turning point, however, came in 1959, when Max Hoffman, a significant auto importer, agreed to purchase a few VWs. This collaboration laid the foundation for a corporate presence for Volkswagen in America. In 1950, amidst the 6.6 million new cars in the U.S., only 330 were Volkswagens. However, many dealers only bought into VWs not for their intrinsic appeal, but to enhance their business relationships with Hoffman, hoping for access to his coveted brands like Jaguar, Alfa Romeo, and Porsche. Rumor even has it that Hoffman would not grant a desirable MG dealership without the dealer also accepting Volkswagen. Sales remained sporadic for the first three years of the decade, with only 2,173 VWs registered in America at the end of 1953. Nordoff recognized the necessity of adapting to the American concerns, the perceived risks and expenses associated with owning an imported car. The challenge was to change the mindset of the American populace. In 1954, Volkswagen Company of America was incorporated, marking a significant shift in strategy. Nordoff initiated the creation of a widespread network of dealerships and service stations, naming to provide Americans with a level of comfort previously absent in the foreign car market. By the end of the decade... 807 Volkswagen dealerships, all equipped with service stations, were operating across America. This extensive network was compiled by the nature of Volkswagen itself. Unlike planned obsolescence prevalent in American cars, VWs were designed for longevity and ease of maintenance. Interchangeability of parts allowed dealerships to stock components for various models, without the burden of vast inventories. The VW's unique features, from exceptional gas mileage to a joyous driving experience, made it an ideal second car or choice for young working singles or couples. The Volkswagen dealership system facilitated the quintessential 1950s leisure activity, the road trip. The result was remarkable. 
While there were only 6,000 VWs in America in 1954, this figure surged to 104,000 by 1958 and reached 150,000 by 1959. The Volkswagen successively became an integral part of the American automotive landscape, embodying practicality, affordability, and a sense of adventure that resonated with the spirit of the era. Join us every weekday for joyous stories filled with automotive history and inspiration. No Driving Gloves isn't just about cars. It's a celebration of life's motoring adventures. Join the community of enthusiasts and let the crew of No Driving Gloves rev up your spirits. Follow us now at NoDrivingGloves.com for a dose of uplifting tales that will make your journeys, whether on the road or just in life, all the more enjoyable. Be sure to share this episode with a friend now before you get off your ass to go burn some gas because John is out.